Hey, Kobe, guess how long it is till Halloween? <laughs> I don't know how long. 27 days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. 27 days till Halloween, Silver Shamrock. <laughs> What's going on, guys? My name is Barry. And this is Kobe. And this is who watches this. what's going on guys it is the first sunday of october and you know what that means for the who watches this podcast halloween halloween movies <laughs> um but as you know we do underappreciated ho- like movies that is so, true of course for this month we are doing for the first movie of halloween month <laughs> halloween, halloween three, three. Season of the Witch. Boom. <laughs> the um, most underrated of the Halloween movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And if you guys don't know where that intro is from, make sure to watch the <laughs> film. But without your jack-o'-lantern mask. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and anybody who's seen this movie in the last 30 years will recognize that song. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, do you think... When this movie came out, kids were just going around during Halloween singing it. I was. <laughs> it, yeah, it, I was. I was probably like eleven when I saw this, <laughs> and that getting ready to watch this movie, I couldn't remember a whole lot of it. Yeah, because uh, it's it's. I've seen it a couple times, but it's been a long time since I've seen it. Uh, but I totally remembered that song. <laughs> This was actually uh, my first time watching this movie, mm-hmm. and that's because, so my introduction to the Halloween series was probably not the greatest, and I was, because I started the Halloween movie uh, with, oh, I forgot, it, it wasn't, the no, 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 that wasn't with, the one with Buster Rhymes was Jason, right? Yeah. Or was that Michael? No, that was this. That was that was Halloween. So, as you can see, I was not very fond of it because I was like, ah, Buster Rhymes really sucked in that. Because <laughs> I knew way more about hip hop than I did about Michael Myers, you know. And then, and then I got older and I got better taste in movies. So I watched the first one with Jamie Lee Curtis, and I was right. like, okay, I get it, I get it. <laughs> uh, but I just, I never really cared to watch the rest of them and also because my friend said he was just like you know what the rest of the movies they try to like put some weird lore on him some curses and all that stuff yep so it kind of got really weird and i I just passed it if i are you (laughs) yeah fair (laughs) fair enough but season three uh, so so i mean halloween three season of the witch got a whole like like a bad rap because a lot of people thought Michael Myers was going to be in it, right? But I, I think John Carpenter, John Carpenter, had said before, like um, after the movies were like being done, that he really wished it was going to be some sort of anthology, right? And like so, everyone was going to be like a different writer director, yeah. And it would be this ongoing every year. There would be a new Halloween movie, but it would with be a, a new new storyline. And so how disappointing did you think did you how do you how do you think he felt after season of the the witch ended 
like had a pretty bad reception. How do you feel like? It's so, like I kind of was like watching different things on this. Um, like apparently he he didn't want to do another um, slasher movie, so he he brought in somebody else to write this, and yeah. then then they were like no that's we want slasher movies so he kind of pulled himself away from the movie yeah um he stopped like still credited on it and everything but the the writer isn't um the the uh, the person who's credited as the writer is the director who said that he just kind of did like rewrites on it and it was like he didn't do the majority of the writing oh that that's gotta be a feel bad for the person who actually wrote the film (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's why there should have been more like backstage drama and horror to this film. And then since the first two were both slasher movies, that's what everybody was kind of expecting. And they didn't really promote it as something different. So a lot of people were going in there expecting one thing and then getting and then not liking this because it wasn't what they wanted. Uh, So so it's it's. It's more attributed to just bad marketing, right? And uh, like apparently, like at the, they they uh, they added season of the witch to yeah. try to um, to try to make it to to distract people from it not being Jason, not yeah, distract, or, or, but not to, Michael, Michael. Yeah. So to to give people the idea that it it was a different story. Yeah. Um, and then right before it released, they actually pushed to take the Halloween name off of it and just release it as a movie called Season of the Witch oh. um, because they were getting this kind of backlash off of their pre-screenings. Oh. Well, like, but then, like, wouldn't people have been confused with a Season of the Witch? Because I think George Romero came out with the movie called Season of the Witch as well. Oh, yeah, so maybe that's why like maybe. they're like they couldn't take okay. the Halloween movie off of it, uh, but you know it is a real shame. Um, it's a well, like so as I was watching this, it, it became it was less of a horror film, more of like a conspiracy thriller with a little bit of sci-fi added into it. Right, but this this one definitely revolves around the Halloween like day day. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, like, as you watch the movie, you you can tell from our little intro there that it keeps counting down the days to Halloween. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I believe it starts on, like, the October 23rd, I think, is the first. No, it's, it's our, the 22nd. 22nd. Because this, the, this is when the movie came out. Okay, is, the like, the first day. Like, they, they kind of date it uh, as they count down. Yeah. Like, right as the movie starts, it tells you that. Yeah, and then the mask company who, who has made a whole bunch of masks. Uh, start like this is how you know it's uh, eight days away from Halloween because the first song is eight days from Halloween, Halloween, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's a reoccurring commercial that counts you down and mm. uh, they play it a lot and it is catchy and it it just it infects your brain. It will become an earworm in you. Oh yeah, like especially now that it's October, and. <laughs> And you'll just be counting down the days just like Right, that. we'll probably sing the beginning of this song like in every episode during <laughs> October just so you know how what the countdown is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so let's get into the... We're going to go through the overview fl- uh, plot of the film. Uh, if you guys have been with us for a while, we, had, we did ch- start changing how we do the movie reviews where we don't really go play-by-play. Play. 
Yeah, with but everything. Try, try to kind of go through it a little quicker. Yeah, a little quicker, and that way we could just talk about the parts in the film, and you guys can enjoy more of that, and we don't spoil the whole movie for you if you're <laughs> right. watching this ahead of time or whatever. Right, you just like, close your eyes and watch the movie in yeah. your mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the movie really start, it starts off with this guy's getting chased by a... Kind of looks like a Mormon. I'm just saying. <laughs> men in black. Yeah, of, men, a, very, a men in black type of deal. Uh, he's getting choked out. Uh, for some reason, he gets pinned by this very slow moving car. He couldn't just like start choking, like drag the guy while choking him away. He gets pinned by two cars. Once you start choking somebody, you don't, you don't want to stop. <laughs> it's like Pringles, right? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the guy gets away. He gets to a, a gas station attendant who takes him to the hospital. And in the hospital, there we uh, we meet. Well, we meet our do- our main character before that when he's seeing his kids. Yeah, uh, our main character is gonna be a doctor. Uh, do, do you know his name? I... Yo, super old dude. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, Tom, uh, Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins. Yes, yeah. he's in a bunch of stuff. He, bunch of stuff. Uh, still alive. <laughs> he's, he's a hunsacker from uh, Lethal Weapon. That's that's where I immediately recognized oh, him from. Oh, see, I knew I recognized him, and I couldn't put my and finger. Then, on and it. then he was the cop from Night of the Creeps, where oh, it was like a zombie they... movie that was like zombie leeches. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen oh, that. that one's well, now fun. I have a Shutter account, so I could probably watch a whole bunch of movies now. Yep. <laughs> Shutter, please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, you could probably put his name in, and uh, you right. get a whole page of. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and so the doctor goes to the hospital because he's been called, um, and this guy, he he's I think he's under like an ICU unit or something like that. Right, and he's unconscious. He's unconscious, uh, but yeah, like they do, they run the tests, and he's not been cleared, but he's just like, all right, let him rest. Uh, but while he's resting, he gets choked out by another men in black guy. Right. Well, he wakes up because uh, he hears the commercial, the happy, happy Halloween song. Oh, yes. Yeah, in the background. <clears throat> and he's all like, they're, they're going to kill us all. They're coming. <laughs> uh, and, and so, yeah, he, he does get murdered by the by this guy, this men in black looking guy who then proceeds to go into his car douse himself in uh, like gasoline yep and then uh, and light himself on fire and then the car just blows up right away <laughs> you know in in the 80s cars blew up right away when you filled them with gas um it, it's they're they're a little bit better made now we we're actually at uh, breakfast the other day and there was a car in the parking lot and i don't know how it lit itself on fire but it did and it <laughs> We kept talking about that. We were like, is it going to blow up? And it didn't. <laughs> uh, but funny thing is, though, they there's another car that's right next to it. They never move it. They just let it stay right next to this exploding car. Uh, uh, but, yeah, so the, the day after the daughter of the person who got who got murdered in the hospital comes and she's like, what happened to my dad? They're like, well, someone came in here and he murdered him. So, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she, but he, later the doctor runs into her. But they have like this little moment where they just look at each other and then they just walk away. Mm-hmm. And during this whole time, the doctor has been having trouble with his ex-wife because I guess she, he was supposed to take the kids for the weekend. Right. 
And it, it, the mom seems like, I don't want the kids for Halloween, so you need to take them. And then he just keeps being busy with work. Right, because and the the mom was going to go out for a Halloween party and get some monster deer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this mother's problem is. I, I guess it's just his turn. Right. Right. <laughs> She's like, I bought them silver shamrock masks, um, so you get the rest of the holiday. Uh, you get the holiday where they're all hocked up on sugar. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. And right. then and then get tummy aches. And then you also have to, you're a doctor anyway. So you could take care of them mm. when they get tummy aches. Yep. Uh, uh, but later we find the doctor in the bar and the daughter comes. The daughter of the victim comes and they have like sort of a small talk. But she's been investigating what's happened to her father. Because I guess he had a mask shop or a Halloween shop. It was like a kind of like a toy shop. Yeah, a toy shop. But and, it was selling Halloween things. Yeah, and then one of the last things he had to do was get, go get more masks. And so right, I, and then he had appointments after that that he never went to. So she's like, it's got to be the masks. Yeah, it got to be the factory where she got it from, Silver Shamrock. Right, and that's like a full 12-hour day drive. You want to go with me, Doc? Was it 12 hours? <laughs> it was like a full day drive. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, but, you know, like, and, and to this point, there, there's no connotation that they are sexually interested in each other. No. Because he's really old. <laughs> yeah, like, he's like, and he's the doctor, and he's just trying to figure out why somebody came into his hospital and murdered somebody. Yeah, and but, she's like. she's like, why did somebody murder my dad? And I guess that's a. Recipe for romance. <laughs> but like in my mind, I'm like, dude, you're a doctor. Don't you have to go save more people? I, you know, I, I felt a tiny bit better that it wasn't a police officer. If she was like, police officer, let's go investigate this. And then he was like, sure thing, cutie pie. Then it would have been like, uh, no, yeah, that's that's there's a line. But but I well, guess but just being the doctor that. Well, but wouldn't it make more sense if he was a cop? Uh, continue. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's still going to be the same age either way. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> it made less sense because he was a doctor. It's like, dude, don't you have, like, people you need to see all the time? <laughs> I guess if he was a police officer, he would have to, like, report that he was going on this yeah. Oh, and it was out of state. Yeah, it would be in someone else's jurisdiction. Yes, that's why it couldn't be a police officer. Yeah. He would have been like, nope. Yeah, but then like how many... So are you telling me there's not enough movies out there that cops are going rogue? Hey, yeah. Remember, <laughs> this is the 80s. This is when like the the uh, the, the police were chasing the Dukes of Hazard, yeah. and the, all the Duke bo- brothers had to do was cross the state line, and the police were like, guess you got away. <laughs> Them Duke boys is at it again. <laughs> that, that, that accent is pretty spot on. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, they do. They do make this trip to the Silver Shamrock uh, town, where where all the all the masks are being produced. Yeah, it's a little town. Uh, it's not really a Silver Shamrock town, but it's basically like. They find out that everybody that works there came in with the the owner. So, yeah. So it's basically a, a company town. Yeah, it's pretty much like Barstow or Bakersfield. You know, like there's nothing there except for that warehouse. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, they they show up to the motel. They they're posing as a couple. And so while she goes to distract the hotel owner, he goes to look into the books to see if her father's been there. And obviously he has. Right. And so they stay the night. Um, and then sex happens, which was really out of nowhere, I feel like. I, right. And he, he tries to play it coy. He's all like, should I sleep in the car? Because <laughs> the floor doesn't look very comfortable. And, and she's like, well, doctor, where do you want to sleep? And he's like, you shouldn't ask me that question. And then it's <laughs> and it's a real shame because, like, you know, even though I have to watch this gross sex. <laughs> no, you know what? Good for him because he's probably like 55 and she looks like she's about 25. So, you know, you know what? Good for him for still having the mojo. That's right. Yeah, because and, we and we get her in a little bit of lingerie, but a little maybe a little side boob. But no real yeah. nudity. But in the morning, he hears some noise, gets oh, out of bed, and it's gross. full on man ass. <laughs> you kind of, you kind of had Tom, Tom. What's it called? Oh, oh God, um, King of the Hill. Oh uh, yes. What's his uh, name? Uh, Hank Hill. Hey, he had a Hank Hill ass. <laughs> it, he did, yeah. And then we don't even get her butt, which is like blew my mind because I was like, oh, this is the eighties. This is all frontal nudity and bush. <laughs> <laughs> right, they weren't shaved, so it wasn't even like they were naked on the on the downstairs. <laughs> and you know, also this is the '80s where you could just, you know, just suck on a girl's titty. <laughs> well, I think you could do that now, but you don't really get. You know, movies nowadays yeah, do you not don't get that. There is not a lot of like nudity in movies yep. anymore. I think the last one that had pretty good nudity was a. Uh, Crazy Love and Drugs or whatever. The movie with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Anne Hathaway. Like where she, I think she had Parkinson's or something. <laughs> <laughs> I remember someone told me a very distasteful joke when that movie came out. <laughs> but I think that's like the last real big movie theater that had like really awkward sex scenes if you're watching it with your mom or something. <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, later on, they, they're able to go into this warehouse tour to check out how the masks are being made. Right, because they kind of make friends with uh, somebody, so the, some district salesman who's like yeah. big, big number salesman who, who won a tour of the, of the facility. Yep. Uh, and so as they're going through this, uh, we do meet the owner of the uh, Silver Shamrock, and... He just looks like a bad guy. <laughs> He's the uh, like the CEO of uh, of every bad of, thing of uh, the RoboCop movies. Oh, see, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, there's a like a lot of these old movies. I just recognize them from like more famous movies. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, he like if I was going to a job interview and he was the dude doing it, I was like, you know what, I probably shouldn't work here because you probably blame me for something. <laughs> You're probably doing something super evil in the background, and I don't want to be a part of that. It's true. I, I mean, it's it's troubled times with the uh, with the race wars, but uh, he would probably he would probably think you were a little too dark, being Asian. I'm just saying. He, also, he's he's probably would have been a part of the Me Too movement. I was like, you've grabbed a couple of shoulders in your. T- yeah, he is. 
<laughs> he's from the old world. Yep. Uh, uh, but yeah, and so there's definitely something up in this whole corporation, and they kind of get way too close for comfort because as they're leaving the warehouse. Uh, the daughter sees her dad's car in one of the garages mm-hmm. and there's like these just these men in black dudes just standing around and then they uh, they stop her right away. Right. And so uh, they get back to the hotel and she runs into, I think, who's another person who's a distributor. Um, Is that the, the, the girl? The other, yeah, okay. It was another person staying at the hotel, yeah. Yeah, and she was like, oh, I have to stay in this crappy place again? Jesus. <laughs> uh, but later, like, we do see her. She, as the ad for the, for the, the Halloween ad runs on the background, it activates one of the medallions she had stolen. Oh, right, because uh, they, they all have, like, a little, like, a little pin tag yeah, silver shamrock thing on the back of them, um, and uh, so it. She has one that has fallen off, and so she's playing with it because it looks like a little like computer chip on it, and she's yep. like messing with it with like a like a, a pair bobby pin. Yep. And then that commercial comes on, and it zaps her in the face. Right, and, and then a cockroach comes out of her face, it or burns something. her mouth off, and a. It is pretty graphic. Yeah, especially for 1982. The uh, Practical effects are spot on, guys. If you guys are practical effects pervs, this is definitely one for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, and so obviously now they're totally freaked out. They want to know what's happening. But the doctor does a very unconventional thing in a horror film. He's like, oh, we got to go. <laughs> we got to get out of here. We got to get out of Dodge. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so as he's trying to check out his um his little you know the daughter the I can't keep calling her the daughter because it sounds like incestual um the daughter of the murder victim <laughs> the I'm young gonna, the young lady the young lady no see that sounds oh, that's, that's, I, I'm gonna call her M A because she's like murders uh, M D mur <laughs> no D M daughters nah I can't I, you know what the curly head girl woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, she gets kidnapped by the men in black. Yep. And so he has to infiltrate this warehouse. And he, I'm, I'm just saying, like, if he, his infiltration skills are not very solid snake. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are very amateurs. <laughs> yeah. He's not a very good doctor. <laughs> oh, he's a good doctor. <laughs> he used to be a bad police officer. Yeah. Uh, but he does have a very cop face. Oh, so yeah. super cop face. Yeah. Uh, but at this point... In he, fact, if I was in a hospital and he walked into the room, I would think more that he was going to arrest me than, than to, sur- to operate on me. Right. To surgery on me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but obviously he gets caught in the middle of it. And he's and so the CEO of Sh- uh, Silver Shamrock is like, well, there's your lady friend. And then those are the people, th- those are the nice people that were in the trailer. Let's watch what happens to them. And then the kid puts on the mask and he's watching and he, that. And he even says, he's like, he's like, I, I don't normally, you know, spill the beans on my secret plans. But since you're a doctor, you'll appreciate this. <laughs> like, 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 you know, he's, you know, I don't know if he understands that he's a doctor who... Who technically is a man of science, but he's not like a mad scientist. <laughs> but at that point, he's like, you're going to die anyway. 
So I should just show you what this does. Yes. It's going to be pretty cool. Right. And so the like the kid that's with the the district salesperson puts on the mask and watches the ad that's going to play on Halloween and then his head melts or explodes or something in that Halloween mask and turns into a pile of snakes and cockroaches and oh. uh, lizards and other such crawly things. Yeah, it's it's pretty graphic. There's just kids dying in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this kid's a like a super brat, so you don't feel so, <laughs> so bad for him. But really, I mean, you, you want there to be a lot of cockroaches on his face and then him to be able to pull the mask off and go home crying and like just be like permanently scarred. Yeah. Not, not dead. <laughs> but he dies because there's like snakes coming out of his mouth, which was like. Ugh. Yeah. And then I, I'm thinking the parents did also, did they just pass out or did they die as well? They, oh, no. So one of the snakes uh, oh, bites, bites the, the dad. dad. And so he, he dies of like. And I'm pretty sure the wife died too then because they, there's snakes on the floor. Right. Yeah. And so um, that happens. And then they, in a very James Bond fashion, they let him, they tied him up in a room and they're like, all right, watch this ad. And then you're going to die. But so long. They're like, the movie Halloween is getting ready to start. <laughs> and it's two hours long. And then when it's over, we're going to play the commercial to the whole world, including you. <laughs> and you're all going to die. Enjoy the movie. <laughs> well, you know, at least he was just like, I want you to be entertained before you die. Right. Not just leave him in a cold, dark cell. Right. Uh, but I will give it up to Tom Atkins because his wrist throwing skills are very TikTok envious. Because he gets that mask from his wrist all the way to the top corner of the room. Boom. Directly on the camera. That is your partner for Horseshoe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he does eventually make his escape. Uh, and he also frees uh, the young woman. Yep. And as they're making their escape, he finds the whole a whole bunch of those medallions. And so his plan is to turn on the ad to play around the circle of people, of scientists. Yep. And then he throws the medallions and the medallions somehow just start popping all over the place. Right, because they're activated by the commercials. Activated by the commercials. And then it powers this stone. It's a chunk of Stonehenge. That got stolen at the beginning of the movie, and then they brought it to this factory because the magic from Stonehenge is what powers the the evil uh, uh, chips. Yeah, and that way that way they could control all the chips at once. Yeah, and so um, you know the evil CEO guy just does a little evil slow clap, which is like it's more. It's more menacing that he's just doing that and not yelling like a, a good old no. <laughs> and it's like, you don't even hear the audio from the slow clap. It's just a very slow, like, clapping motion. Right. You know what? Fuck you, dude. <laughs> I beat you. That's what I would have said. <laughs> yep. Uh, but then he gets disintegrated by the piece of Stonehenge. Yes. And so as they're making their escape... You know, Tom Atkins thinks they're all safe, but oh no, curly-headed woman is now cyborg. Yep, they have replaced her with a robot duplicate. 
Right, and it it is probably the longest, one of the longest robot death scenes ever, because <laughs> he beheads her, and it's a pretty cool shot. It is right, and then so the and then the uh, the body's on the floor, the head's on the floor, the arm that got ripped off is still in the car, and it starts to choke him, and then he gets out, rips it off, and then the body comes out of nowhere and starts to choke. <laughs> It, it is pretty comical. Um, but he does, he, he, all of a sudden, he makes his way to the same gas station where we saw the first victim in the beginning of the film. Yep. Uh, go to as well. And he's calling all the stations. He's like, please shut it down. You have to shut it down now. We're yeah, all yeah. going to die. He's like, hey, I don't care if you believe me. Let's just say it's a bomb. And if it's a bomb, then you have to shut it down. Right. Uh, but while he's doing that, the kids do like. Kids are trick or treating at a gas station. I don't. I maybe that's a small town thing. I don't know. Uh, but one of the girls who's in a witch mask, like, gets in front of the TV, watches it, and then when that that one that commercial goes down, switches it to another one, to another one, and he's like, "Shut her down! Shut her down now!" And, and then, then the movie the, just ends. And the credits roll before you get to know if the last station turns off the commercial or <laughs> if. We'll say one third of the people in the world uh, is died. Faces turn into bugs, <laughs> and that's that's the end of the movie. But you, but that's it's a fantastic ending because you got to think of the first Halloween movie. They shoot Michael, uh, yeah, yeah, Michael Myers, Michael Myers, um, and he falls out the window, and then they go outside, and his body's gone, and then the credits roll, and it's like. What is he still alive? Is huh? This that's that cliffhanger ending that they're going for. I thought it was like it perfectly fit that theme. Well, yeah. Well, and I think one of the first movies to sort of do that, at least from like my memory, is probably um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, right. Right. Because and, and uh, apparently that last scene was uh, like. Uh, modeled off of the last scene of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So, like, the, the director was a real big fan. He was like, we gotta end it like... Or, since it's gonna end like that, let's... We gotta do it like my favorite movie. God, you know, and... You know, I'm surprised they, they haven't tried to remake that movie, and... I just don't think they... I think they would ruin it. Yeah. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Well, they've done a bunch of... Movies like similar, it. Similar, yeah... But I don't think they'll ever, like, really redo it because I think, like you said, it'll ruin it if they try to do it exact. Yeah. Or even try to do their own twists on it. Just, it's fine, but... All right, boy. This is not an Invasion of the Body Snatchers episode. This is a Season of the Witch episode. Season of the Witch. And you wonder, (laughs) huh, why is it called Season of the Witch? Because... The old guy who owns the company, he's a witch from Ireland. Wouldn't that be a warlock then? No. And this is the 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 anniversary of the sacrifice season that they gave it a name and I can't remember what it's called. Oh, Samhain? Maybe that's what it was. Well, I mean I know that's the original name for Halloween. But I don't know if that's like the the name of the sacrifice day or. And so he's like like for three thousand three. It's been three thousand years since they they sacrificed children, 
oh, on this holiday and it's time to bring that tradition back <laughs> and uh and um that uh that his 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 gra- his grandfather was a uh a toy maker and made all these like prank toys and this is the greatest prank of all because all the kids will put on the masks and get pranked because they think they're going to win a prize and they actually get murdered. <laughs> well, you know what the greatest joke is, right? A joke on the kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, because if they die, we just mix them more. Right. <laughs> um, so, Colby, uh, what were your thoughts at, at, for you? Because I, I think we're going to have two different thoughts because this is like a a rewatch for you but this is a new watch for me right so what were your thoughts on it rewatching it from like you know from the time you're 11 to like maybe you watched it when you're 20s and so on and so forth right so um i i i watched it i was like 11 or 12 like i had a a group of friends and we'd always do halloween together and i remember watching like three years in a row is so one year we watch Halloween next year we watch Halloween two and then third year we watch Halloween three and I we watched them on like HBO at home so yeah. like I totally expected it to be slasher movie and uh, it, they were the ones that like the parents were like hey kids each candy watch a movie we're gonna be in the other room uh, having some wine so I don't think <laughs> my parents had any idea how how horrifying the first two Halloween movies were for like a 10 year old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably shouldn't have been watching them because yeah, because my mom was pretty, pretty, pretty strict on the horror movies, mm-hmm. but it was like, I think it was like, she was thinking, Oh, it's TV. So like, they'll be cut. It'll be a TV horror movie. Yeah. Not like a movie theater horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember I, I very much remember like the song, like yeah. that's always stuck in my head, and every single Halloween, like when I see a pumpkin mask, that that song plays through my head. So good for this movie. They, <laughs> good they, job, they, movie. G- excellent job. Um, and the first murder, where uh, the in the ro- hospital, where the robot guy like sticks his fingers in the <laughs> the patient's eyes, and then just basically like kills him by like crushing his face. I very graphically remember that. Um, I I had rewatching it could would never have guessed that there was anything like how the ending. I was like that. I don't even remember any of the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watched it again. Maybe. How is it? Probably still maybe fifteen years ago, and I watched it because at the end of like. Halloween, I don't know, nine. <laughs> um, they throw Michael Myers in prison and then the movie ends. And then like way off in the shadows, you see a cowboy and the cowboy comes into town and he oh, goes into the, the yeah. police station. Bust him out. And it, yeah, you heard all the shit. And it's like the... Uh, like the Terminator, yeah. and then all of a sudden you go and the cage is all like mangled and and he's gone. And I was like, I have no idea what that goes to. I am horribly confused. So I went and you will uh, never get to know. <laughs> I, I re-rented and rewatched every movie leading up to that 
because I just <laughs> like I I didn't get it and yeah. I s- still didn't. Uh, uh, somebody else told me like lore that there was like the cult of Jason and that or the cult th- of Michael or, or the, the cult. Of, oh God, <laughs> the cult of Michael and there was like something that was happened outside of the realm of the movies that no, see, was that affecting oh. the movies. I yeah. don't know. No, see, Colby, that was the in, that was the induction of Michael into the Dark Tower series because that cowboy was the gunslinger, <laughs> bringing him into the sense. Stephen King universe. I don't know. I remember I, I did watch a there was a video essay on YouTube a long time ago talking about the entire storyline of the Halloween series and how it just got boggled down to trying to explain why Michael has some sort of supernatural powers mm. and all that stuff. And I'm like, you know what? No, the dude is he's just a psychotic killer. And then people just kept wanting remakes of the movie. Right. <laughs> Which is yeah. But so that's why I, I did really enjoy when they um, when Jamie Lee Curtis did the the last Hall the most previous Halloween movie. H2O or... No, no, not HTO. That... It's, it's just Halloween. Oh. Or oh, whatever. Okay, right, right. Halloween Resurrected or resur- yeah. whatever it was called. Uh, because I think John Carpenter said this is what... This is the direct sequel. Like, forget all the other movies besides one and two and this. Right. Because this is the bookend to this whole thing. Let's lay it all to rest. <laughs> Because you know, once you once you start trying, because you guys have to understand, like during the eighties and the nineties, it was very or seventies, eighties, and nineties. It was very slasher heavy films, and they were like the big, but they were pretty much the superhero films of those days, right? Because I mean, horror films, especially horror films, they were easy and cost the least amount to make. Yeah, because typically, what well, it would be in one setting. Or one town or one summer camp or whatever like that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, as you watch the movies, especially, like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street 5 or 6 or whatever, you know, eventually they're going into space. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm surprised Michael Myers has never been to space. Yeah. That's, Jason has, but Jason, not. And not. the Leprechaun. And the Leprechaun. That's right. <laughs> That movie is also hilarious. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, so for my thoughts on this movie as a first time watcher, I it really didn't play like a, a typical horror film. It played more like a conspiracy thriller with like sci fi in it. So okay. it played more like a science fiction movie. Right. So I actually did enjoy it. I did like the of uh, trying to find out what was happening, like why they were doing this, what's powering these like devices that are going to kill all these children, um, what the motive was for the old CEO guy. And like you said, he was an Irish witch, the Irish witch. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's warlock. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it would have been the season of the warlock. Yeah. And it should have been. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was actually uh, really entertaining, and I like for for the life of me, like when I when I saw the reviews on like Shutter, when I saw like the reviews on other movie websites, they're like this movie sucks. But but I was like, well, that's because people are coming into this film 
expecting a slasher or gore fest. Right. Which which it wasn't. It was more, I wouldn't say like a smart thriller, but it was just a fun conspiracy and, and, thriller. And I guess apparently like because of the review, like the pre-reviews before it actually got released, they, they went back and they added more horror, more horror into it. Like some of the uh, like the kills that the robots do. Oh yeah, um, they made them a little bloodier, and they made them they added a little bit more. Like when like the, the the doctor, I guess the doctor one. There was the doctor who was looking at the pieces of the first yeah. robot who got blown up and who lit himself and she's like this is so weird I think somebody messed up because I can't find any human remains in there yeah it's just like car parts um <laughs> and then like then the men in black guy kind of shows up and kills her but that that like her getting killed wasn't part and yeah they added that in they were like See, with the with the power drill yeah and I I thought that seemed so out of place when I was watching it because I was like well first of all how do they even know of her Right, because she's never like in all of her scenes, she's never left the lab, and it doesn't really show any sort of ties. But then I guess I was like, okay, well, she, he was calling her when he was over there, so maybe they just trace the call back to her. But then again, you'd need like when you're calling a hospital, you need an extension to get to that person, and I don't think that shows right back right. then. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I f- it felt really unwarranted. I was like, oh, that's not fair. She just. She just wanted some Dr. D. Because, <laughs> you know, there was a lot of, like, flirtation going on between them. Right. And they even kissed. Did they? Yeah. What, was it the first time he dropped off or yeah. whatever? Oh, okay. Yeah, see, and I was just And like, then the other, like, the other nurse, like, he's all like, you, he was like, I guess I married the wrong woman. And slaps her on the ass. <laughs> the 80s were a very different time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, um, yeah, I I did enjoy all the parts with the menacing CEO guy. Yeah, uh, because he was just he was probably the best part of the film for me because he really leaned into this role. He's like, I'm just gonna be this evil guy, but I'm gonna be like pretty cool. Like, like if you went to my like if you if if we were in hell and my and you went to my office, it'd be like really smooth jazz playing. <laughs> <laughs> you know because he wasn't he wasn't over the top like other villains are he wasn't going like no oh right more like a almost like a james bond villain like you like you yeah. mentioned especially yeah. like even at the end when he know he realizes he lost and he just kind of gives him the slow clap and he's <laughs> like you got it you, you got me yeah right and it's, it's very patronizing i still would have been like no fucker i got you but yeah, and I, I think I, I really enjoyed him for the most part of this film because he really played his role. Like, and I think at some points, like especially he's a pretty old dude, he could have really just phoned this whole thing in, uh, right? But but he didn't, which I always appreciate. It's like it's awesome when people give their their like hundred and ten percent, even when they know like this movie is probably gonna bomb. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna be either like the most colorful character i can be or like the coolest person i could be i but you never know because like maybe they thought that this was gonna be a good movie something bigger than it oh right it turned out because because the first halloween was the largest grossing independent film until blair witch project came out oh yeah 
Well, so, and then after so that, that was after that was like paranormal activity, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and and so I guess yeah, the the Halloween name back then had like a very huge like dollar sign on it, right? They're like, this movie's gonna get make a lot of money. So yeah, okay. So maybe he didn't think it was gonna bomb, but you know, either way, I'm just glad he played. Or they it the may way have just did. paid him enough to be like. Here's your paycheck. Do a good job, and they'd be like, "Oh, oh thank you, thank you for the extra zero. That's, <laughs> that's gonna buy me a lot of cocaine." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he did cocaine back it, then. It it's was the eighties, was the 80s, so right? You know, they, they uh, Disco Fifty Four or Studio Fifty Four, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Kobe. Did you have any favorite parts of the film? <laughs> so there was uh, there was a lot of like goofy things that like I noticed like you get the like the doctor just alcoholic I don't know it's just 80s drinking like he's oh yeah like the his his housekeeper makes a joke about him doctoring and drinking <laughs> when he's taking a house or when he's taking the like he's on call and he's getting ready to go into the office yeah <laughs> um and then like he calls his his ex-wife to uh, to let her know that uh, he's got some doctor stuff he's got to take care of when he's actually going to be going out of town, yep. and he's got like six pack of beer that he just grabs with him. Like, Let's have some drinks for the road. It's um, the eighties yeah. were a crazy time. He's, he's in the he's in the bar twice. He's yeah. uh, he's um, when they get there every night he's like, well let's run down to the store and get some liquor. <laughs> And and so you could see why he's probably divorced, possibly. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and it seemed it's it's funny because it seemed like he was just like a general physician, because you don't ever really see him do any doctoring stuff. Right. The only time you see him be a doctor is at the beginning of the film when he's like, "We should administer some thorazine to this person," and that's crazy drugs. <laughs> I mean, he always, he does always say, like, move out of the way, damn it. I'm a doctor. <laughs> that was more Richard Nixon, but I don't, I don't know Tom Atkins enough to do his voice. <laughs> and it probably wouldn't be good anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, and, but, you know, I, I did like the evil plot of this whole thing where, I mean, it, back in the, back, back in the pagan days... You know, there were like a lot of these weird rit- rituals that we would never understand today. Right. You know, and then they went through the effort to steal a chunk of Stonehenge, right. like a full rock from Stonehenge and like bring how, it to uh, America. Like, how do you get away with that? First of all? I, it's what he said. He was like, you it was so hard to get that here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like it's not like a slab. Like, it's not like one. It's not like a. Ten Commandments tablet, right? It, it is like it is almost like a two-story. Yeah, it's like tanker truck size <laughs> chunk of stone, right? So, like, uh, how did you do that in a night? You know, I don't, I don't think anyone's not gonna notice that with all the tours going. <laughs> and they, they, like, if you rewatch it, you'll catch that the news is talking about that oh, yeah, right yeah. before the first time the commercial comes on for the happy Halloween. Yeah. That, it's, that I did see. Okay. I always, it's funny. Like ever since like this resurgence of just like Easter eggs and all that stuff mm. where like, there's always something playing on the TV. If you pay enough attention, you'll get to see a, the plot of the movie or something like that. Right. And so I always <laughs> watch like TVs 
when it's in the movie because I was like, oh, there's probably going to be a clue. Well, if, if you watch the TVs, technically this would be a movie that included Michael Myers because he's in it <laughs> because they show... The movie? Yeah, because the, 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 <laughs> the Halloween movie is the movie that's showing that's the countdown to the, uh, to the masks all going off. Right. So, but I mean, this movie is pretty much doing a thing where like Michael Myers doesn't exist in this universe. Right. It, because it's just a movie. <laughs> yep. But yeah, yeah. So I, I, like, I'm not saying, oh yeah, I love movies that kill tr- children. No, no, no. I'm just saying, I like, it's a very evil plot because it, it is not only killing like a one kid or two. But it's a plot that's, like, out here to kill, like, an entire nation of children. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> Which, you know what? It, it would have never got me because I was just always a stepdad for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> it was just easy to put a sweater vest on. Uh, you know what? Actually, one, one year I did go as a peeping Tom. Which was just me in sweatpants and a and a sweater, and I just carried around a video camera. <laughs> and I yeah. I always had the the hoodie up, and I always put the video camera in front of my face. That way, you never got to see my face. And you know what? That's pretty terrifying if you really think. <laughs> it is. It is. That's yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I would have never worn any of those masks because they're really hard to breathe in. Right. It is hot. It, it is very hot. Uh, Especially in Vegas. <laughs> you were like, let's go as like a hula dancer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's go. I want to be surfer. a surfer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go as Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa you're just going to step out in your was underwear. <laughs> Vegas was that weird, that weird, um, like temperature change where it was like one year it was 40. And then like the next year it was 95. Um, so like you always had to like plan your yeah you have to have two costumes yes yeah yeah <laughs> one where it feels like ah oh, it's it's it winter's here early or you had your your daytime costume and your nighttime costume because it was like this is gonna be too cold once the sun goes down <laughs> right see like so during the daytime you're just stone cold in your underwear yep but during the nighttime you're you were you leather had, leather vest goes le- on leather vest and then uh, and then the shorts come on <laughs> and the, yep the jean shorts yep oh man um <laughs> oh and then the, the the one other kind of interesting thing that I like I read in was um the they call him the assassin but the leader of the robots yeah the one with the red hair was the guy who played Michael Myers in Halloween two. Oh, uh, see, that's why he was so huge. I was like, yep. dude, this guy's friggin' And power. then um, uh, they have a over-the-loudspeaker yeah. uh, announcing that it's, um, like, curfew. Mm-hmm. And they had uh, Jamie Lee Curtis do that part. So, technically, Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Myers were both in this movie as well. <laughs> They're, you know, they're like, Jamie, we, we just need your voice, please. Like, come on. Yeah, they did it as like an homage. They were like, yeah. they were like hey, we, just, we, we don't want you in the movie, but if we could just do a, get a little, little sound It bite. was a little pre-Easter egg before Easter eggs became a thing. Yeah, see? See, you guys, you know, you guys got to pay attention to these movies. Yep. Because then you'll catch small things like that. I didn't know that the, the lead cyborg was Michael Myers, but I was just thinking like, 
That's a big motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and he, of course, a ginger would be the leader of a soulless pack. <laughs> and I guess apparently the uh, um, the director wanted all the assassins, all the cyborgs, to be ginger, and they couldn't find enough actors to uh, <laughs> apply for it. So like only like three of the like ten. Oh, they he wanted to go for uh, like. Uh, a grown-up version of Children of the Corn, right? Well, because they were supposed to be Irish, they were all under the Irish witch. So I don't, I don't think all Irish people are gingers. <laughs> all the evil ones are. <laughs> and we, and we say that because we have uh, we're we're both really good friends with with ginger guys. Yeah, twinsies, of course. In fact, right. and we're not saying that they don't have a soul, but I think they but only, they keep saying that they don't. They they may only have one that they share. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, you know, I I know this was a much more silly version uh, of our typical episodes, but this movie uh, is really fun. Um, we're gonna go to our reviews now because we are getting to our hour. So if you guys, if this is the first time you guys have joining us, uh, we do our reviews in four sections, which is gonna be stream it, DVD it, Blu-ray it, and Ultimate Box Collection. So, Kobe, where are you headed for this one? Um, th- this one is one of those ones where it seems like a pretty easy, like ultimate box collection because, because yes. there's obviously enough Halloween enough. <laughs> movies that they, they could, they could put a big thing out. Um, I, and I could almost see them omitting this from a box, like be like, Hey, here's all the, the, the Michael Myers collection. And then this movie not being in there. And which would be a shame because would be it's, a, it's still a part of that. Like it series. is. And yeah, I mean like. Don't go in it expecting the the typical you know Halloween movie, um, but but it definitely has some serious charms of its own. It's got a decent story. It's got decent acting. It's it's a lot of fun. I mean, for for an '80s movie, I'm like, it's it's a good horror movie. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I would I would definitely I think I think this would probably actually even have some some cool. Uh, like uh, behind uh, extras the scenes. and stuff. I I would go. I would go, Blu-ray probably on this. Blu-ray. Yeah, I think. I think for me, um, I, I wanna. I you know I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the Halloween series, so I couldn't go Ultimate Box Collection, and uh, but for me for this one I'd probably go DVD. Um, this movie is great on its own. You know, if if I just totally take out the Halloween like title. It's it's a good sci-fi thriller to me. Uh, you know, I love conspiracy thrillers because I like to, you know, I, even though like conspiracy thrillers are tend to be like sort of like a one watch done type of deal. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, I think this one is totally it fits right into that category where I enjoyed it enough to to just yeah to just own it on, in my DVD collection. Um, and then I did read that uh, the Blu-ray was digitally remastered. Obviously, but like, is it going to be better or is it going to degrade? Because that's, you know, that's true. It, it's really hard, like, for us to to want a Blu-ray for older films, just because it's always a, the yeah. conversion from film to Blu-ray sometimes could ruin the movie. Uh, but yeah, this definitely is worth the watch. Uh, there's nothing like if if you're a big like sci-fi or horror sci-fi horror fan, like uh, this is definitely worth the watch. Um, if you want, you can go ahead and stream it on Shutter. Uh, when hopefully it works this time, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and you know Shutter. Um, you know, I think I guess you should sponsor us. You know, because I have a membership now. <laughs> Oh, man. But, yeah, we are coming to the end of the show, guys. I hope you enjoy it. We will be doing three more underappreciated Halloween horror flicks yep. for the month of October. And so I hope you guys uh, look forward to that. Um, if you guys want to hit us up, our email and our Twitter DM is going to be down below. Uh, if you guys have any um, recommendations or any themes that you guys want us to do, uh, please just go ahead and email us any suggestions i also want to give out uh give a shout out because i've been checking out the stats kobe yeah and we we got a couple people from like new jersey listening to us what what's up jersey uh we have people from colorado excellent and then if i if i put it in the tags we have people from Ireland listening to us (laughs) um sorry ireland we we do not mean to make the the ginger jokes (laughs) Uh, but, you know, we have a couple of self-depreciating gingers who make fun of themselves. And, and so, yeah, yeah, maybe we get a pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed the show. My name is Barry. This is Colby. And this is who watches this. <laughs> and remember, it's 27 days to Halloween, Halloween, oh. Halloween. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. If you guys want to check out who does our theme music, it is Lee Rosevere. The band camp is down below. It's called Arcade Montage from the Music for Podcast 3 album. Thank you.